So as we've established, William Shakespeare. <laughs> Great guy. Amazing. Stupendous. Really into, faultless. Really into brains and butts. Oh. Really into brains uh, and butts. So a couple of faults, uh, turns out. Mm. Not necessarily faults, you know, to each their there own. There's some stuff that he has said that's not okay, but... Like, I mean, like what? Famously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know any famous ones. But. Uh, I mean, he's a product of his time. If you read anything that he writes, you'll find something that sounds perhaps bizarre or unacceptable in our current time period. Uh, but he does still tell a good story. And that's true. He... He, he was a person. He sure was. He was he a, did a person. Thing. Was he really, though? Because there's all those conspiracies about whether the Shakespeare... It was the queen. So he is. He's the queen. Queen, but the queen is also a person. <laughs> no! She's a figure. She's a symbol. She can be ignored. She can be destroyed. Wait, no. No, that's what a person Are we, are we going wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. She's Batman. Wait, is, did, Batman. We, did, did this turn into V for Vendetta all of a sudden? Like, okay. Like, tell us uh, how you really feel, AJ. Mm. <laughs> I don't really feel, actually. I have no feelings. Uh, tell me your feelings uh, about Shakespeare and his... Uh... And his butt obsession? <laughs> his butt obsession? His butt obsession? You know, I don't know a whole lot about Shakespeare except how much fascination he has for butts. So that's, that's what I'm going with. Is, uh, he wrote plays about butts and they got famous. And maybe people don't know they're about butts. Maybe that's what it is. Have you ever thought? Maybe he about is a butt. <laughs> that's a, he himself that's a was a butt. William Shake butt. William Shake. He shakes his butt. Butt spear. <laughs> that's the name the of my band. Spear. <laughs> I kill people with a butt spear. <laughs> oh, oh no. This episode is called The Butt Spear. <laughs> this butt spear. Keep its butt shaft. Oh no. Oh, no. See, there you go. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This happened. This is a great literary way to start out this episode of Undercooked Analysis. Hello, everybody. Uh, it is your old friends here. We're actually back with our with our good friends at Random Encounters. Hey! hey. Greetings. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who let him in? I don't know. I'm be- Batman. <laughs> Batman. He doesn't get let in. But- Buttman. It's Buttman. <laughs> butts frighten me, Alfred. It's time my enemy shared my dread. My dread of butts. Yes. That's why he dresses up as a butt. My butt's masculine. A butt killed my parents. This guy who dresses up as a butt clearly has issues. If you haven't guessed that, it's like (laughs) after midnight and early in the morning. I I thought we were just mimicking Shakespeare here. Like, this is really a very Shakespearean conversation we're having. If you read any of his early plays, the butt puns come out everywhere. You remember how in Titus Andronicus, uh, Titus goes on a long thing about how his his parents were murdered by a butt. I feel like Titus Andronicus was like Shakespeare's edgy face. Oh my gosh. That was this angsty teenager face where he just wanted to write about baking people into pies and Everybody likes to write about baking people into pies. I feel like everywhere you turn now everyone's like, ah, this guy baked his son into a pie. Yeah. Four and twenty blackbirds baked into a pie. It's like the the baby version of like, I I, I took your two rapist sons and I baked them into a pie and I made you eat them because And then Sweeney Todd, I mean Okay, Sweeney Todd, to be fair I mean, it's really all about the justice, right? Yeah. Like, come on. Justice. I'm Batman. I'm really wondering why in Macbeth there's not a character named McButt. <laughs> there is one name. There is one name McBain. There is one name McDuff. Yes, is McDuff like... man. McDuff. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I if I knew didn't know Beth was so like busy, I would be like, "Hey Beth, draw McDuff." <laughs> like it's a Scottish like Oh, like Duff the Man Scottish play. play. We can actually say Macbeth here because we're not in a theater. This is the theater of the mind. This is audio theater. Is, isn't there like theater kids who will refuse to say Macbeth, if I recall? Even outside of... Uh, yes. Yes. That If seems... you say Macbeth around them, they tell you to run around the building three times clock counterclockwise it... and throw salt, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah why counterclockwise? Because that's Wittershins. That's not what you're supposed to do when you run... I don't know. I just did it because I didn't want to get beat up in a theater. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> this is tragic. Some people get oh, shot no. in theaters. This took a, this took a sad turn. Well, I understand. A, a counterclockwise turn, if you will. <laughs> Have you seen some of these theater kids? <laughs> no, theater kids. Okay, to be fair, when I was in uh, when I was in college, I mostly hung around the theater department, even though I wasn't a theater kid. I'm so shocked, David. Hmm. Well, it's like okay, I didn't look. It wasn't a, to be completely fair. It wasn't really until I started associating with these people that I was like, hmm, maybe acting is something I. I can do. You know? <laughs> I can. Sure. Oh no, we've corrupted him. You don't know uh, until you just start doing these things. Look at what you've done. <laughs> you've See, started eating humans, now. for example. You just don't know until you start doing it. Uh, it's true. Yeah. I believe it's similar to acting for me, though. Is You want the ability to mess up. Yes. So on camera is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it again. Just do it again. Let's I mean, you can again. you can mess up on a play too, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot. The play gets funnier each time you do it. I mean, voice acting is the same way though, because like that's what I wanted to do initially, and that's like all I wanted to do for a little while. Because you know, it was back in that that period where like everybody with a microphone, like a USB microphone, wanted to be a voice actor, and then yeah. you had a computer, and you get involved in things, and you post on your. Uh, oh my gosh, it wasn't DeviantArt. It was the other. Uh, what was the name of the other website that was like DeviantArt, but it was like the like the knockoff? I used to post there. I used to post voice acting clips. There. I have no. I'm probably saying way too much, but I can't remember the name. I, that that account is. I mean, I had a DeviantArt page. I didn't have anything that was a knockoff. I was lucky to get a DeviantArt page. I'm going into weird territory here, but like social sh- media of the '90s was strange. Though. Oh yeah. let's put that out there. Oh yeah. GeoCities and Angel Fire. Where's the uh, Zinga? Oh my gosh, that took me uh, back. Tripod, that was Cities is like side sight, right? Uh, tripod and Angel Fire got together. And I forgot great. about yeah. that. Yeah, um, I know. Remember, remember when Earthlink was a thing? Like, Only on people's emails. I don't yeah. actually. I never found Earthlink well, like myself. I think yeah. Earthlink was also a. Wasn't an Earthlink also a browser? I can't remember. Probably. I remember. I don't know. I just remember playing Super Mario RPG and seeing a big cobra and being like, "Oh, look, Earthlink." <laughs> <laughs> You're a dork, but I like you. I think you'd appreciate that of all yes. people. Uh, so, we, as as stated before, here with uh, our old friends at Random Encounters, we got Nate slash, slash Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. We got AJ. Uh, I called him Batman Adore. Uh, <laughs> he he lives in Southern California, where we have Batman Adore, not Batman. He lives oh, in Gotham City. When the moon hits your eye, make a big pizza bite. Batman Adore. I didn't know Nate got his own theme song <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. Well, Batman gets his own theme song. It's only fair. Batman always got... Get, you, you've given Batman a number of theme songs on That's here. true. Yeah, he's got one about not having a car, and he's got uh, <laughs> one about an Arkham opera. That one's, that one's still catchy. I still think of it sometimes. Just like, mm. This isn't a car, not a car. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one that you were in. Oh, well, I mean, I think about that, that one's one, catchy too. too. I think about that one all the time, but I just think about mm. I want to just be Scarecrow again all the time. Forever. I know. Aww. I like that people go through the costumes and that and try to identify like which like game or movie they're from and they always get to years scarecrow and they're always like 
which version of Scarecrow is this? I need to find it. It's like its own thing. Exactly. You can't find it anywhere else. Pretty proud of that. You gotta go to conventions and find David wearing it or something. Yes, that's true. It's genius is what it is. Thank you. And we also have Gwen. <laughs> oh, hi. It was a very long preamble after. Oh. The introductions take a long time with Random Encounters because we're really good at tangents. Yeah. We're all here. That's really bad at everything why, else. Well, that's why you're perfect for this show. That's why I had you on like four times before this. And right. I tortured them. Every yeah, every single time. I heard this time we're not getting tortured and I'm pretty excited about that. No, because I managed to pre-screen the stories a little bit and these are people sending honest to God, uh, genuine works of fiction that want to be, you know, have some critique because and some feedback. Because the other ones were actual torture devices, not works of fiction? <laughs> In the case of Sonic.exe, <laughs> I would say yes, but oh, no. anyway. I don't think it's the one that scarred me the most, but uh, oh, that's okay. You could the... send it to the military and be like, sir, we don't need to uh, waterboard our terrorists. We've got this <laughs> story called Meek. You can read it. <laughs> Meek it. Okay, Meek at least was trying to do something. Remember when we did the, the Pokemon Wait, Meek, double feature? Meek. Oh, oh, yeah. I learned so much about what what town lavender is that? town. Lavender lavender town. town. <laughs> Stop! I'm I'm going crazie. You're driving me insane. Yeah, Me- Meek was the one that like like the hoarder, right? That was the one about the yeah. hoarder. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was a juicy See? one. The, okay, traumatizing. It's well written. Places. Okay, that one is actually well written, but so well written that's uncomfortable. It's kind. Yes. You know what it's like? It's like um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's well written, but it's an ugly ugly story. It's just one of those that you're like, wow, I've read this and I'll remember it till the day I die for reasons <laughs> I don't understand. Hopefully not from being locked in a room with your yeah. child waiting uh, to be released by someone who forgot about you. Uh, well, I don't have a child and uh, we don't even have forget about me. So. <laughs> That's true. Like nothing locks in our house. Oh my goodness. Don't say that. <laughs> On the, the internet, the front let me tell everybody. Doors do. Nothing the locks in our house. Doors. Did you that... have two vicious attack cats that That's will true. anything that comes through. They are vicious. Gracie is also here with us. I say, where's our vicious attack much. dog? She's she's sleeping behind camera. Oh. She's resting for her next duty shift. <laughs> Which is to bark at the bark at nothing for another several hours. Busy, exactly. Busy schedule. Yeah, we're we're taking time out of our busy schedule to do a little bit uh, a short and shivery segment for you, everybody. We've got two short stories submitted to us by by listeners, and we're going to go through and take a look at them. The first one that we're going to read is called "Clean," and it was submitted by Oxygen Thief with the following uh, following message: I wrote this in a tired days. It's short, but I'd love to see what you guys would think about of a story I wrote in literally 15 minutes. Thank you very much, and I apologize if the formatting of the submission is incorrect. Well, I don't think there's that doesn't seem to be the case, although I did, in order to share it with everybody, I did have to uh, copy-paste it into a private thing for all of us, but uh, it's there, and uh, we're going to give this a read to start with, and I'll uh, introduce our second story uh, after this one. So, uh, how, what's, Which order are we going in, hun? That's a good question. Should it be alphabetical? I feel like that's what we've been doing. Is al- that's, usually, that's what we did before, but I almost want to go... So before this... Part of the reason we talked about Shakespeare is we played Bards Dispense Profanities, which, by the way, fantastic card game. Uh, very, it's, it's basically cards against humanity, but with only Shakespeare quotes as your uh, direct quotes from Shakespeare plays as your white cards to answer the yellow card slash black card prompts. So, hence, we are, you know, understanding that Shakespeare was obsessed with brains and butts. Um, I thought it might be fun to go in the same order oh. we did in that. So, we start with Nate and then go oh, around. Captain. <clears throat> I'm game for that. I can do yeah. this. Sure. 
It's a little arbitrary, but it's, it'll work. I like arbitrary. Hooray! It feels like fate. Fate uh, has brought us together. Fate will never tear us apart. I don't want to tempt fate. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, you'll we'll paragraph at a time. This is a really short one. We're, you're going to get super short and shivery stories today, everybody. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. All right, are we ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Despite living on this earth for the past 23 years and bathing for pretty much every day of those 23 years, with a few exceptions, I'm always taken aback by how good it feels to shower. That's relatable. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not bathing every <laughs> single day without fail, but more like it always feels good to take a shower. I don't think I've ever... Yeah. Well... I mean, there's been... Sometimes I will, like, uh, skip every other day, because I've heard it's not the best to shower every single day, but... Um, Depends on where you are and what time water. of year it is. Yeah. Like in the summer, you're going to want to shower a lot because, you know, you're trying to respond yeah, to yeah, the fact yeah, that it's yeah. hot out. And, yeah, yeah, but then you use up more water, which is why I just run through the sprinklers with a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Naked, of course. I go through my neighbor's sprinklers as well. <laughs> they leave theirs on longer. That's, so. uh, that's, that's water efficient, honestly. And, uh-huh. you know, doing something for the planet and uh, giving a free show. You know, I've noticed the mall actually has a lot more sprinklers than my neighbor. So if I go down the street a little bit. <laughs> uh, towel. You got a lot more short and shivery around here. <laughs> sure did. I don't know want to. I don't want to know how short or how shivery. Oh my god! Well, come stand at the mall and you'll find out. <laughs> like nine, ten o'clock at night. Oh, uh, so not okay. Uh, I'll don't let it be that I'm going to be locking him in the house oh. at night now <laughs> for the sake. Me of Me and our the cat community. are both going to be at the door going like. Ow! <laughs> Time to let us outside. <laughs> and we're both naked. <laughs> You'll have that in common as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I realize. If there was ever an allegory in this world that made sense, then showers washing the day away is one of them. It doesn't really matter when you need it. Just minutes and minutes beneath the warm blanket of water is better than any white noise out of a therapist's mouth. Something I like to do is close my eyes, cover my ears, and imagine the bygone days of swimming at the pool where I threw myself under and took a few minutes to just float inside the dark abyss of the bubbling water. This is um, interesting so far. I feel like this person really needs to try what's it, float therapy, whatever that's called, where like you just get to go into a little dark room with a pool and float there for a long time. I think this is maybe someone who doesn't. Maybe someone hasn't realized that float therapy is a thing. Not, not everybody know, knows how is. to Google. And uh, it sounds like you might want to enjoy it. Oxygen thief, look into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> or the Assuming. sprinklers at the mall. <laughs> That's good too. Um, maybe throw your therapist in a pool with you and go. Okay, let's see if this works out. I believe that's assault. Yeah. <laughs> not if you. Not if your therapist says, "I'll jump in with you," and you both and races you to the pool and goes cannonball. It reminds me I have a body somehow. I love it and hate it at the same time. I love it because it makes me feel human. Then I hate it because I'm suddenly I'm outside of myself once I get that self loving feeling and I see a grown woman sitting in her bathtub, completely and utterly alone. Okay, our protagonist is. Assuming this is the protagonist is talking about them themselves, there's describing a female. Okay. It's a picture. Uh, it's so fucking depressing because having moments when you realize you're human only tells you that most of the time that's not how you feel, but maybe that's just me. Hmm. Okay. 
This is this got it started Deep. off with a high and then it's getting dark. It's getting like yeah, it's like keep in mind this was written in fifteen minutes, so it's true. I switch back and forth between seeing my knees up close and seeing the back of my head for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Maybe maybe it's more like the comforting hands of a mother who doesn't really know what's going on, but is trying her hardest to help. Maybe it's more like listening to a song on repeat to distract me from the loneliness of my thoughts and the danger of my own advice. Maybe it's more like the steam is so thick that it can get down to my bones and really air out the way he smelled. It's a smell that lingers in my nose every night before I go to sleep. Oh, wow. It's the beast fucker, isn't it? (laughs) That guy. That That guy. I don't have to. For wanting his debts to be paid. We've never talked about that on this show, but I don't know if He probably has a smell. This is like an in-joke. It it is. very if you, I mean, I'm sure AJ would be more than happy to pose the the great beast ever question to the world. To everybody listening, if you came home one night to your home, <laughs> and sitting in the living room on the couch are two two men, one a scrawny, weasley looking man, and a very large, jacked man sitting next to him, and the little weasley guy stares at you a moment, locks eyes, and he says, "His name is Beast Fucker. You owe him a debt." What do you do? What is your response? By the way, he just posed this question to me, like, this was probably, like, a year ago, like, at an in and out, like, hey, Kayla, I want to tell you something. <laughs> I want you to see what your answer is. I'm like, what? Oh, it gets better. He came home from grocery shopping one day and said, hey, Gwen, wife of mine, what would you do? And I'm like, I don't know, call you and ask you for help? It's very telling the kind of answers you get from people when you pose this question to them. I would want to know the details. <laughs> like, tell me about the, the debt. De- tell me about this debt. I don't recall. I am open a- to negotiate. <laughs> I do not recall owing someone named Beastfucker a debt. I believe I would say the Techno Union Army. Sign your treaty. If I recall, because I had. I had actually recently gone through like. Uh, what do you call it? Like danger training or whatever it, it was through work, and they said if someone approaches you, like if you uh, approaches you and is like very demanding or violent or anyway, just say, "Oh sure, uh, give me one second, and then leave, run away, get to somewhere safe, lock yourself in, and call the like." Just I seem you to remember you actually asking whether or not Sally May had sent him. <laughs> Actually, was another thing. I, I think I might know where you came from. They've uh, <laughs> taken some aggressive measures to collect their student loans. Sally May. Oh, <sighs> are you from Duolingo? <laughs> Although Duolingo doesn't have a debt, they're just very. They might now. Who knows? Maybe they start you charging you if you don't another come back lesson. Every day. <laughs> Is there a payment plan? <sighs> I mean, there <laughs> is, but. Luckily, I don't have to deal with Sally May ever again. That's a nice feeling. Yay. Okay. I think it's your turn, hon. I think think it's it's Nate's. Oh, it's Nate's turn. I mean, yeah. Nice of you to call Nate. (laughs) (laughs) You owe him a debt. (laughs) All right. I get angry. So fucking angry. So fucking angry! At the beast fucker. (laughs) I'm sorry. When a shiver goes up my spine, uh, the contrast in temperature... And the way it feels causes a surge of sickness through my gut. I shove my head further down and lock my wrists tighter around my legs. And I become a fetus, refusing to face the world and adulthood and filth. 
Right then, I'm not seeing the back of my head or my knees or his face, but instead that comforting blackness a child sees when they swim without a care. Some more minutes pass and the water goes cold, but I don't move. That's dark. <laughs> I Is it bad to say in a water story that this is this is deep and it's got deep <laughs> to it? Uh, okay, yeah. I know we're all like, you know, funny ha, but let's let's take a moment to, to think about this, this yeah, story. Yeah, I, I do I feel actually weirdly bad for laughing at the moment because I do feel like this is a story that is hinting very strongly at some kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um and how to deal with it. But I I will I feel like um is or, this person or coping or coping with a uh, or coping with a really bad I mean at the very bare minimum of a very bad breakup or the feeling of feeling or 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 feeling abandoned by a, a partner. possibly uh, um, so so somewhere on that spectrum between just like a lot of hurt to possibly uh, a lot of wrong and a lot of hurt yeah um, I'm, I'm sensing hurt because again I mean white noise out of a therapist's mouth like there's there's definitely something bigger going on here mm-hmm. yeah. But I like that it's more just about, like, it's it starts out being, like, a, a thing about comfort with water, but then it turns into sort of the water getting this person to think about, you know, it's like being outside of yourself, but then it's the introspection. It's that sort of thing in the shower where it's, like, it's both comforting, but then, have you know, uh, if you stay in a shower too long, you got, you're basically alone with your thoughts, and then it can lead to some depressing thoughts or thoughts that you're like, gosh, why am I thinking about this? And the only reason yeah. you're doing it is because you're alone with your thoughts, and that's all you have. I feel like it's, um, so, like, people talk about how you get past some kind of hurt, and a lot of times you cope by just ignoring it, and you can't actually deal with it until you're safe, until you feel safe, and so I feel like it's that. It's, like, the water does give you that feeling of safety, that feeling of security and aloneness and what in a good way, and because you feel safe, then all of a sudden you deal with a bunch of other things that you couldn't have dealt with in an unsafe space, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? I think the most important paragraph might be the one where where they describe how uh, they remind me I have a body, I love it and hate it, and the main reason is because once this this person starts feeling sort of a sense of self love, that feeling of like the joy of like the the feeling of water on the body, mm-hmm. they have this like moment where they step out and they see that they're alone, like they're not here, they're not. It's it's interesting. It's like I, I like that. It's it's really heartbreaking that someone has this sudden sudden revulsion to feeling that sense of sort of self-loving you know or in self-esteem even mm-hmm. even just the, the mildest care because then now it, maybe I'm overthinking it but like just the idea that the idea that um and then I just trailed off it's okay I mean maybe you are overthinking it but I almost want to applaud this person for literally having written something in they said 15 minutes that has so much kind of packed into it that we're trying to unravel it and are overthinking it because we're like, there's so much in here. We know it's here. And we're just trying to, like, figure it out. So I think they did actually a really nice job of of really packing a lot into these seven paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's not a waste of space here. Mm-hmm. Oxygen Thief has contributed uh, writing to us before, and I was always impressed. Actually, was one of the winners of one of our writing challenges a while ago. Which one was that? Uh... So this was this was actually the the author of Morning Coffee from our Ghost Story Challenge back in 2017. So uh, yeah, Oxygen Thief is no stranger to to uh, undercooked analysis. So it's cool to see uh, them writing again another story, uh, even if a short one written in 15 minutes. And again, has that very kind of introspective, uh, interesting, like you know, 
dealing with relationships thing. Different story than than morning coffee, but still still fun, still interesting. Fun, fun, yes, fun. That's engaging. We have fun reading it, but not engaging. Arresting. Arresting. Depressing. Good job, Oxygen Thief. It is a little depressing. It is, but it also isn't. Yeah. That depressing is a weird line to walk because clearly she's talking about things literally in here that it's effing depressing. Um, But I at least don't feel depressed. I just feel. I think it's relatable. Yeah. There's a lot of like empathetic feelings. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Like really, honestly, this is this was. Uh, this, thank you for sh- for sharing this with us. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing this story with us. What's our next story, Love? Our next story is actually submitted to us uh, mm-hmm. by a longtime listener, first time caller, according to them. This is a story submitted to us by uh, Mighty Bob Three Thousand. Great name. Um, I've sat on writing a creepy pasta for you guys for a couple of years, just listening to your podcast and your previous YouTube when it was around. Oh, geez, wait. Twist, you know, remind me of a sad thing that happened. <laughs> By the way, you can listen to there. David is uploading uh, episodes on Creative Horror, the Creative Horror YouTube channel. Yeah, we're slowly re-uploading the entire Midnight Marinara, the old Midnight Marinara archive, to the Creative Horror YouTube channel. Wow! So that's the, a little bit at a time. And then uh, and new uh, uh, and new the new run of UCA, the newer episodes that we feel safe uh, posting without worrying about people coming out and abusing the copyright strike system like they did before. So. On YouTube, that's just a thing. No, it's yeah. just a thing. I don't know but how to less, get away from it. It's to less be likely. It's less likely yeah. that, that random people are going to pop out of the woodwork all at once and just try and shut me down, which yeah. is weird because it happened all at the same time when these people claimed they had no relation to each other. I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> the eggshells ah. are thick on YouTube. It's a, it's a tiptoeing balancing act. It yeah. is indeed. I'm uh, glad you're attempting it, though. Oh, thank you. I'm, it's good to be kind of towing the water. I, I'm never going to trust YouTube again, and, and I don't consider YouTube my main platform for re-uploading this, but people yeah. use the platform. People, uh, you know, want to have access to stuff on the platform, and I figured, why not put it all back in one central place, along with the other fine podcasts on the Creative Horror Network. Sure. So my, my thanks to the network for letting that happen. That said, I'm going to finish what... Bob is saying here, I ended up writing this when on break from work based on working in movie theaters when I was younger. It's kind of short, but I hope you guys like it. And the story we are reading is called Well-Dressed Theater. Did you guys ever work in movie? I know you worked at like a... A video store, yeah. Video store, but... But never a theater. I applied. I was say I applied a couple times. I applied, I was like, it'd be cool to get free movies. (laughs) working on Random Encounters, I thought I was going to be like any job that would get, you know... Me, money I was willing to take in movie theaters were the only place I felt qualified to work, but I couldn't even get a job there for a while. Yeah, I, I tried to apply for movie theaters too, but n- n- never got hired ever um, for them. Uh, I'm trying to think. The closest I did get was I I volunteered when I was a teenager at a theater theater, not like a movie theater, but like a play theater as mm-hmm. a usher. Um because where I grew up, you had to be 18 or older to actually get a job anywhere. And wow. I, I am not kidding you. Like, the only place you could work that you were 16 and older was, like, this restaurant. And as a result, a lot of people worked there. But most of the time, anyone who did work around me was because their parent knew someone. Mm-hmm. So my, the only way I could actually get any work experience was volunteer work. And mm-hmm. then... so. Yeah. Uh, I I switched it between uh, volunteering at a costume shop and 
volunteering at a theater. So I got to be, I got to enjoy ushering and got to see free plays and musicals. That was actually kind of fun. Hey, nice. that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also try to avoid drawing parallels as much as I can to a well-known creepypasta story called just the theater. Okay. Uh, that one is a little oh. bit more surreal and is about more of a haunted video game as opposed to a, uh, I mean, which a lot of creepypasta are, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have experience with Present company too. knowing that entirely too well. Um, but uh, this one, well, rather than draw parallels with theater, I'll try and, I want to look at this one on its own merit, especially because this is a first-time submission, so by sure. a first-time writer. And since I have never heard of the theater, I will have a very easy time going, I can't draw parallels. Cool. I was going to say, I'm not even going to, as someone, I'm I'm not even going to go that far. So, yeah. Okay. I remember the theater, like, I I know it's a, it was a cartridge game, creepypasta. I can't remember a word from it on. That's fair. Cool. And that'll help, too. Uh, Same order? Sure. Uh, Do you want to start from where we left off, or? Yeah. Do you want to take the first paragraph, Kayla? Sure. Let me get to... Have you ever worked in a cinema? Well, clearly none of us have. (laughs) Not one of the new ones. No, like an older one. Ones with maybe two theaters. These days, most of them are second-run art houses, super cheap, or the only theaters in a small town. I used to work in a small one just outside of downtown Seattle. Woo! (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Washingtonian, yeah! Um, And the stories those walls could tell. I heard silly things like teenagers, sex stories, and stories of alcoholics constantly. Occasionally I'd hear a ghost story, but nothing bizarre. The people working on the same level as me were who I'd mostly work with, and we'd all start we all started working there in the last two years. Okay. I think this um There's a there's a few little like, you know, grammar punctuation mm-hmm. errors, but nothing nothing super glaring. I'm not taking me out of the story. Yeah, no. nothing that could nothing that's pulling me away. So. I I, I, ju- I think you can concise some of the sentence a little bit more, but um that can be done with a little bit of rewriting that's y- y- for the most part you're still engaging. That's the good part. Uh one night I was cleaning up one of the theaters after the last screening of some artsy movie. I was up near the screen, sweeping up, and I saw some man. He was in the back of the theater, drinking from a gallon of something and eating popcorn. It was me. <laughs> he looked awful. It was me. <laughs> like you a... owe him a debt. <laughs> <laughs> like a transient that got in somehow, which wasn't uncommon. Anyone could get in as long as they had a ticket, and sometimes we weren't looking exactly at faces when over a hundred people file into the theater at once, but... This guy looks gross. Like, we should have definitely seen him when he came in. And, I'm sorry. And if I was on break, he would have been the conversation piece. I didn't remember him coming in, and no one talked about him, so I was confused. There wasn't another movie, and I was pretty sure we already locked the doors from the outside for the night. Oh, boy. So where's his handler, the little weaselly guy? Yeah. Yeah. His name is Beast Fucker. (laughs) You owe him a movie screening. Uh, okay, are you are you good with seeing uh, Grown Ups too? He wants oh, to watch no. the Garfield movie, oh, A Tale of Two Kitties. Oh. It's his favorite. I saw the first one and it was awful. I don't. The fact that I they made a sequel is still. Is that the movie I'm jumping to? Is the Beast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. He wants to see cats. <laughs> That might be a better one. Yeah. He is a very big fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, no. <laughs> Starlight Express is his babe. <laughs> Those roller right. skating trains really drive him wild. <laughs> if you ever see that music, that music soul is so bad. Oh, I bet. I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. 
Hey, sir, we're closed for the night. It's time to go, but you can come back any time during our open hours. He continued to eat his popcorn and drink his gallon. He looked like a larger man. He had what looked to be a gray suit with a tie and everything, but like he'd worn it for months. This is all speculation, as I was still across the movie theater from him. I started approaching. He was either going to get out, or I was getting a manager to call the police on him. I needed to go home. I was tired and hungry, I repeated myself. Sir, it's time to go. We're closed for the night. I was a few yards away, and I could smell so much alcohol from him. He smelled awful, like booze. I mean, yeah, you just said that. (laughs) And sweat, and like a whole garbage can. He continued eating popcorn and drinking. I was coming within feet of him. Sir, if you don't leave, we'll be forced to call... He barked at me while standing. (laughs) Oh, sorry. He barked at me while standing with the bellow of a foghorn, but with tinny, high-pitched noises of a screech before a car crash. I'm finishing the movie! What? Wow. What? Okay. Huh? Okay. Uh, well, it said, like, I'm trying to descri- I'm trying to d- do the voice as it was described, and it's hard, because <laughs> it's like, with Not- standing, while standing, with the bellow of a foghorn, but with the tinny, high-pitched noises of a screech before a car crash, so I wasn't just going to be like, I'm finishing my movie. It's going to be something yeah, like, there's this- I'm finishing my movie! Oh. Mm. That's that's not okay. No. How bad was it? That, well, that was it. That was uh, you know you know how uh, Jack Black in the one song or the one sketch talked about inward singing. I can't inward sing, but I can inward speak. Oh my goodness! So I can be intaking breath and making noises. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was thrown to the ground by his voice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the stench was intolerable and hot. And then then I noticed it wasn't alcohol and garbage. It was gasoline and wood and burning meat, burnt meat and hair. And I saw people screaming all around me on fire. There was fire all around me. And I screamed and hid. The fire was going to burn me alive. I didn't know where it came from, but I felt it devouring me. And that man, that awful man, he kept laughing and he wasn't... (laughs) He wasn't fat or obese. No, he was swollen. He was boiling inside. He laughed as bubbles erupted on his skin, as they did mine, as I saw the fire consume me. Whoa, what? this went what? got out of control. This what? Uh, zero to 60 in approximately 100 <laughs> Two sentences. words. Yeah. Like, what the no, heck? And it's all, that last paragraph was pretty much all uh, One like sentence. commas. And, yeah. Like what? The, I mean, there. Can there's we, just... Like, is it supposed to be kind of straight consciousness? I think so. Like, it's supposed to be, it's like, I feel like it's supposed to feel manic and the commas are there to make it manic, but like, it does get out of control. I need some better sentence. But it's like, why do you know this? Why do you know that it's gas? Like, it just, like, they're, huh? It just kind of, again, it, I feel like I was just hit with a truck. It's really, like, I kind of get, I kind of see it, but like, the it's the, the 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 punctuation is throwing me for a loop more yeah. than anything else. I, I'd almost rather they were all like periods where it was like a, like a staccato thing instead of it being like this massive long string. Because yeah. I totally understand the idea of like it being so horrific that they're just zeroing in on these like one factoids at a time, and it's like there's fire. No, there's fire all around me. I'm screaming. I'm hiding. The fire's gonna burn me. I don't know where it came from, but I feel it. Da da da. Like if it's like more. 
like chopped up like that. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do that style, I feel like the best way, um, and this is kind of hard to do, but uh, would be present tense. Like, could you imagine like explaining this like working at a theater and then having explaining this in present tense as it's happening? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I can see that. That that would definitely be an option for how to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was one. Uh, ten, like minor tense shift earlier at one point, but it like would quickly. I feel like that was more of an error and less of like an uh, like an intentional a, thing. Yeah, because yeah. the rest of it's all past tense. So. Yeah. Uh, where are my we? manager? I guess I we're on the last pair. Wow, this, yeah, yeah these, these are really short. Yeah, my manager woke me up. There was no one there, no fire. I was intact, but clutching myself. There were finger marks left in my legs. He assured me that there was no fire and no man in the theater other than myself. We closed up after making sure everything was done, and I headed home. The next day, I asked one of the managers that had worked there for nearly two decades if there was ever a fire there. She told me there was one, about 40 years ago. They said it was due to a spark from a projector lighting loosely stored film reels and chemicals on fire, and that it fell into the audience. I asked if anyone died in it. She was confused. I was getting really weird with the questions, but she answered me that there was only one man— she showed me his picture from his obituary, and it was in black and white. But lo and behold, he was wearing a suit. So yeah, cut um, and dried ghost story. Yeah, I, I think. Although he was wearing a suit at his obituary photo, doesn't aren't most people wearing suits in their obituary yeah. photos? Yeah. But then again, if he'd burned to death, like that would have taken would have been one hell of an obituary photo. I feel like okay, the. The idea for the story isn't bad. I actually think this is a very interesting thing to happen, but I feel like it's 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 very it has that it has that okay, if we're talking about it as a creepypasta, it has that, you know, here's a weird thing that happened to me kind of vibe. It loses me a little bit when it gets to the like, you know, the rapid boom 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 like all these weird things happening all at once. And like mm-hmm. it's fine, but it's like we we've all heard this kind of story before. The phantom like and then at the you know it's like it's like the phantom hitchhiker effect you pick up a hitchhiker and you drop her off at an address and then later the person goes back wanting to you know return the person's scarf and like oh there she died 20 years ago yeah you know that kind of thing yeah she was hit by a car and you know her scarf was buried with her or something like you know i think um what can make this, I think what can make this more interesting, because I mean, I can imagine how scary it would be to deal with someone like this, just like sitting there, like looking, smelling disgusting, just continuously eating the popcorn and looking crazed and then yelling at you. Like that's still kind of, a, and it's late at night and you're like, uh, uh, you should leave and I'm alone with this this like guy that shouldn't be here, this kind of uncomfortable, like that Itself is scary. Adding the phantom element, I think. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the, it's not like there doesn't have to be an explanation, and and there's some things that we don't really like. I like the idea that the fir- the only thing this person hears from this phantasm is it yelling, "I'm finishing my movie," and like, or this is someone who just didn't leave the theater because they're just like, "Yeah, whatever, everything's on. this is this fine." Is fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like what it's, like, really missing for me is that, like, foreboding, creeping thing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of starts out, like, oh, I work in a movie theater, and, like, there's some weird stories that sometimes over here, and, like, oh, I work night shifts, I do this, blah, blah. and there's no, like, it zeroes, like, zero to 60, like we were talking about earlier, where it goes from, okay, I'm working here to, 
oh, I'm having a, a psychic experience, maybe? I'm yeah. not sure. Mm. And you didn't, don't really get anything leading up to that. It's true. I feel like having that sort of like, there was clicking in the projector room. I went up to check it out. I couldn't find anything wrong. Or like, there was a reel that shouldn't have been playing. Like, some things that would kind of build up into it a little bit. I think for me, might have been more, um, it helped break the atmosphere in a little bit more. But I also don't mind the idea of just shock and hysteria, especially because in the service industry, when you're like low man on the totem pole, nobody wants to have to go tell the customer, hey, you need to leave. Like, yeah. the customer's always right. So there's a weird, like, truth to the idea of being that, like, hourly employee that it's it's on you to go get rid of the last person in the theater at the end of the night and how you feel little in danger maybe sometimes by having to take on that role. So I also get that there are some real aspects of this that maybe be undermined if you just make it a ghost story straight up. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear that. And there are like, there's phrases in this I really love. The whole description of the ghost voice, like obviously David attempted to uh, do that description, but I actually really like it. What, like a, It encapsulates a car crash in all of its like beginning, ending, bass to high notes, like all of it. And it feels very visceral to me and i loved that phrasing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think this is one of the stories that would um be better if made longer and took more time to develop itself i, th- I think the pace yeah the pacing I, I think there's been some good suggestions here about the pacing the way the pacing and the, the adding a little bit more to it fleshing it out a smidge but you know as as a story that's fairly short and you know clipped and can get to its point like there's room for it to grow, but I feel like you also don't want to lose kind of the brevity of it as well. So yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I definitely wouldn't turn it into a novel, but I do no. feel like if you made it, you know, three pages instead of one and a half, there might be some room in there to do some more that's, things. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't see this being uh, being like a even a like a a five page story. Like this yeah. is a, this is a, a short story about a weird incident, mm-hmm. and it can be, but you know, maybe a little build up could help. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty solid first attempt. Like, honestly, I got to hand it to, I will hand it to, uh, to Mighty Bob for, uh, submitting this. I think that, um, it's a, it's a, it's a good start. Uh, it's a good early draft. Uh, I would like to see, uh, where it might go from here based on the, maybe it's the, some of the suggestions we made, or maybe even re- looking at the story and seeing what you can do to, uh, to tweak it. Makes me glad I don't work in a movie theater. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't ever want to, you know, run into the ghost of Beast Fucker. No. I feel like, uh, actually, like, uh, working in the service industry in general or like retail or customer service, it is a thankless job. And I like sometimes some of the most interesting stories do come from people who work there. So. There again, like you said, there is that realism to it. You can t- tell this person, the author, did work at a movie theater. And- well, I, I think even more than that, I feel like so none of us have worked at a movie theater. I think all of us have worked retail at some point. I have, yeah, yeah, and all of us are like, yeah, we don't want to be the person that has to tell that last <laughs> person to get out of the store at night. We don't want to be that person that finds somebody in the back corner who's like, are you really supposed to be here? Who let you in here? Mm-hmm. Like. So it's still extremely relatable, even if it's not about a movie theater. It still, like, plucks at things that we do know and we understand. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that I th- 
about that about covers it. Um, mm-hmm. I, the only thing that leaves is I, I realize we forgot to do this with Clean, so we can do this now. I think it's only customary that we give the stories our freshness ratings. Our freshness ratings. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, uh, these, how do these go? <laughs> uh, well, again, well, I think there, there's a very specific method to it. Obviously, so, I will give this. Um, I will give Clean a gallon of bubble bath out of a. Um, out of an out-of-body experience. I will give clean as simple and clean as the way that you make me feel tonight. It's hard to like. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's like a, a dash of lemon in uh, a soapy bucket. Uh, I give it uh, a clog of hair in the drain that needs Drano out of a massive uh, plumber-required buildup. <laughs> Hey, does anyone take it as you will? Hey, does anyone know a good plumber? I mean, there's a a faceless man in my kitchen. That guy again. Uh, I give it 100 tiny scrubbing bubbles out of uh, a bottle of tiny scrubbing bubbles. That's pretty good. What's nice. the serving size? Of the scrubbing uh, serving size? Yes. How much That's is true. serving? That? None of it is a serving size. I don't think you don't want to eat. Everything that. has a serving They're size. Scrubbing my insides. <laughs> I, for and for for well dressed, I will give it a um, I will give it a uh, a bag of popcorn and a and a drink to go with your uh, fire consumed theater. For thirty uh, bucks. For thirty bucks. <laughs> uh, I will give this um, the uh, the sticky feeling that you feel on your shoes when you step into the theater and you're not sure where it's coming from because there seems to be nothing on the floor. Uh, I've been to that theater. Yeah. <laughs> I will give it the disorientation when the lights come up after the show. Mm. That's a good one. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give it two broken gumball machines and a janky crane game out of a half-assed arcade. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give it one horrifying nightmare out of falling asleep at a thankless retail job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's accurate. That's a good way to explain it, too. Yes. You know what I like? I just thought about this. Manager What's comes the over true like, nightmare, though? Oh, the job. <laughs> My the question, nightmare begins again. You know, what, you know what's unrealistic? The manager finding this person to sleep on the floor and not firing them on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. Or, you know, not to be like, hey, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, we could just lock up after they were clearly either asleep or passed out on the floor. They could uh, be seriously injured or something. That's a worker's comp that thing happening right there. I mean, I just dreamt I was burning alive, but I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are burn marks on my leg, but you know. Oh, it's cool. Man. It's cool. It's yeah. just another Tuesday. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> uh, well, that was another uh, grand episode of Short and Shivery in our long run of this uh, of this series. Uh, thank you again to our our good friends at Random Encounters for joining us. No problem. Thank you to everybody who submitted something for us to read tonight. Yeah. Mm. What do you think of the new format? Nice to be reading something that's submitted in earnest as opposed to posted randomly on the internet. It does feel nice knowing that they want to hear what we have to say. Yes. Instead of it being like, well, let me pluck something out of the internet and add my opinion to the 
the ether. <laughs> I, you know, I've I've had questions about you know about that and you know about the way the show has kind of changed. And I I like it this way. I really do like it better this way. I feel like it's we're doing something more uh, significant here, mm-hmm. uh, well, and, well, but still we're still be, having fun. Yeah, we're still having fun doing it. And that's the that's the most important and more important than anything else. As any good podcaster would tell you, as long as you are entertaining your yourself and your co-hosts and you're having fun. Your listeners will be having fun. So I hope you had fun along with us. Um, and uh, we'll see, see you next time, I guess. So we won't see I'm not you. sure what to plug. I guess the only thing I can think to plug right now is um, the creative horror uh, competition. Uh, oh, the Boo Olympics. Yeah, the Boo Olympics. We're our next. We just ha- finished up the cooking competition, and uh, Best Fiends won that one, as deservingly so. Uh, and but the Shadow Monarchy will rise. <laughs> I oh, what's the next one? It's a. Uh, co- um, we're well. Technically, the costume contest got extended. Yes. The costume challenge got extended, but in uh, September or no, October. In October, we're going to be doing a pumpkin carving. Hey! Probably carving challenge. And then we'll do a human carving. And, and a, story- a turkey carving comes after it. <laughs> yeah, actually. exactly. Gobble, gobble. We're also doing a story writing contest as well, so... We're packing a lot into October. Yeah. Um, there's a new Midnight Marinara coming in October. Be Keep an eye out for that. Um, or an ear open, I should say. And, um... Yeah, yeah. beyond... And, and, of it, course... If you like video game musicals, go listen <laughs> Come check out Random Encounters, where we don't tend to do creepy things. We try to make creepy things make you laugh, but uh, we'd still love to have you come sing along with us. Yes. Why do people not carve turkeys like jack-o'-lanterns? Like, like, this is a serious question. Cut a big smiley face in it, put a candle inside, and Uh, put it out on your doorstep overnight. you put it in a pumpkin, it's just in a pumpkin. When you put it in the turkey, it's in, like, its butthole. (laughs) I'm just the, no, there's a market for this. I've got more questions. Is the turkey raw or cooked in this process? Yes. Either I, or. <laughs> I mean, oh if it's frozen, it'll probably last better. No. But it's harder to carve. It will thaw and become a like lump of... It's hey, true. those things take forever to thaw. I tried to cook one once without thawing it first. It took me like 20-something hours to do, and it tasted terrible. So Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>